Welcome to Booking Like a Mark. We rewrite past storylines, create new matches and PLEs, and make our own gimmicks and characters. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. On today's episode, we're actually going to go back to 2011, and we're going to rewrite the summer of punk. Eric is going to give us the history and how it really played out in 2011, and he's going to give us this week's poll results. I'm going to take your thoughts through those polls and a little bit of that history, and we're going to bring it all together, and we're going to rebook that storyline. Hey everyone, we just want to thank you once again for voting this week on Twitter. Started off with in 2011, CM Punk returned eight days after leaving the WWE with the WWE title. How long do you think you should have been left off of TV? With 36% of the vote, we had a few weeks to a month and two weeks to three months. Many would argue that the summer of Punk failed to reach its full potential. What hurt CM Punk's momentum the most? Punk returned too soon. Punk lost the title. Punk lost too often. While 67% of you thought Punk lost too often after becoming the undisputed WWE champion at SummerSlam, Punk lost four pay-per-view matches in a row. And which loss hurt him the most? You had Del Rio at SummerSlam, Triple H, Night of Champions, Del Rio again at Hell in a Cell, and Miz and Truth at Vengeance. With well, 75% of you thought Triple H at Night of Champions should CM Punk have feuded with Awesome Truth in 2011, or should the three of them have colluded against Triple H? They've separated one with 50%. I personally think they should have teamed. They all had the same idea that they were being held back because of WWE with the talent and everything. It was nothing but Superman Cena. Thanks, everyone, for voting this week. Stay tuned to Twitter next week for the polls. Hopefully, we can fix some of the issues that you guys perceived there to be in the original Summer of Punk. Last week, we teased this episode by calling it the Fall of Punk. We're not talking about the downfall of Punk, we're just talking about the season. In real life, it was the Summer of Punk. It started at the end of July in Money in the Bank. Then he came back shortly after leaving with the title, and so it continued throughout the summer. In our version, we're going to go to the Fall. We're going to push back his return. He's going to come back in the fall, and we're going to avoid some of the issues that came up. This was not the first time that CM Punk had received a push in the WWE. Going into this storyline, he was already a former World Tag Team Champion, a former Intercontinental Champion, a former ECW Champion, two-time Money in the Bank winner, and a three-time World Heavyweight Champion. He did main event SummerSlam against John Cena during the Summer of Punk, but he had already previously main evented a SummerSlam. He faced Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight title in a classic TLC match. He did already have some credibility, but after his World Heavyweight Championship reigns had ended, he had kind of fallen down the card a bit. The pipe bomb really kind of brought him back up to prominence and pushed him to this main event scene. How do we keep that momentum going? If you look after the pipe bomb at Money in the Bank, that electric crowd in Chicago gave him a hero's welcome. Listen to the reaction at SummerSlam. Night of Champions, Hell in a Cell, Vengeance, Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. He was over, but 
he could have been even more over if they booked him correctly. A lot of you thought his loss to Alberto Del Rio at SummerSlam for the title hurt him. So did his loss to Triple H at Night of Champions. A lot of you also said that he actually lost too often and that he'd come back too soon. We can actually fix all of that in one fell swoop. Instead of having him come back eight days after he walked out at Money in the Bank, we're going to hold off on his return all the way out until Vengeance. That's going to give him a couple of months. If we keep it simmering, his name being referenced and stuff, his return will still be impactful. That's actually going to avoid the pinfall loss to Del Rio at SummerSlam, the pinfall loss to Triple H at Night of Champions, the pinfall loss to Alberto Del Rio at Hell in a Cell, and the tag team loss to Awesome Truth at Vengeance. So a lot of those losses will be erased by just having him come back later. How do we get there, though? Without Punk, what is the main storyline on Raw? Well, we're going to keep everything as it was with Money in the Bank. Punk is going to win the title. He's going to leave with it. Alberto Del Rio is going to win the Money in the Bank. The next night on Raw, when Mr. McMahon goes to fire John Cena, Triple H will come out and take over as the COO. All of that is important foundation that we're laying for the storyline as we continue. The changes happen starting the next week. Rey Mysterio wins the WWE Championship in the main event. John Cena will end up getting his title opportunity at SummerSlam instead. If you look at it, Rey Mysterio was right up there as one of the top faces in the company. So having him versus Cena main event a big four pay-per-view is a very good substitute for the Cena punk story that we did get. I can envision a great contract signing heading into this match because if you look at it, you're going to have Triple H presiding over the contract signing. You're going to have John Cena as the challenger, Rey Mysterio sitting there as the champion. Rey Mysterio can bring up the fact that he won his very first World Heavyweight Championship in Chicago, WrestleMania 22, in the middle of the card, while John Cena and Triple H main evented the show. And we're going to have John Cena talk about his hustle, his loyalty, and respect. And Rey Mysterio is going to say, John, I do respect you, but I have just as much hustle as you, and I deserve this WWE Championship just as much as you do. We're going to have them both clearly be faces, but we've added a little bit of story into that matchup. It's not just two baby faces facing off, but it's Rey Mysterio going into this match trying to prove that he is just as worthy as John Cena, and that he was just as worthy of all the opportunities that Cena got. Now that actually kind of continues the story from Punk, where he was saying that John Cena was the face of the company and he only got those chances because he was an ass kisser. We can actually have Del Rio and mention that John Cena did earn his opportunities, Ray. You only got your opportunities because your friend died. That's going to draw great heat for Del Rio, very similar to Randy Orton's heat that he got when he originally brought up Eddie on the road to that WrestleMania where Ray won the title. At SummerSlam, Ray Mysterio defends the WWE Championship against John Cena. Theoretically, this is going to be a fantastic match. They had a very good one on Raw, but this one, Rey Mysterio is going to be fresh. They're going to have a little bit of storyline built in. And because it's a big four pay-per-view, they should theoretically have more time. Triple H is not going to be the special referee. We will see that later on in the storyline in a different match. But for this one, face versus face, there's no dispute over the championship. We don't need Triple H as the special referee here. After John Cena gets the win, Kevin Nash will make his return attacking John Cena. He's going to beat him down in the corner. He's going to throw him into the ring steps. He's going to clear off the announce table. Jackknife powerbomb. He'll throw him in the ring, and he's going to point like the NWO used to point up at the ramp. Alberto Del Rio is going to come running out. He's going to cash in the money in the bank contract. 
We're then going to see, in the background, Ricardo Rodriguez hand an envelope to Kevin Nash. Instead of going with the weird text message storyline, we're going to establish very clearly Kevin Nash did go to screw the winner, but it was to set up so Del Rio could cash in and win the WWE Championship. We've already taken care of now one of those little bits of story that weren't as good as they could have been in the original. This is also going to establish the start of a business relationship with Nash and Del Rio and set up Cena feuding with Nash. The next night on Raw, we're still going to have Alberto Del Rio defend the WWE Championship against Rey Mysterio. He's going to beat Mysterio, he's going to injure him after, and that way Mysterio can go off and have surgery just as he did in real life. This match would have taken place in San Diego, Rey's hometown, and that's why he did still work it even though he was hurt. So we're still going to have Rey Mysterio finish up with the WWE and take his break. John Cena has his issues with Kevin Nash, but he also is going to get his title opportunity. Now, Triple H comes out. He did not know Nash was going to be there. Because remember, none of the Kevin Nash text message stuff is here. So we're not going to have Nash say that Triple H got him a ticket. Nash was just there because Del Rio got him in. This makes Triple H very clear cut as a face. We have no possible conspiracy here with Nash and Triple H. In fact, we just have the tension from Triple H being mad that his best friend came and ruined, theoretically, his first pay-per-view as the COO. The next week on Raw, Triple H invites Kevin Nash out to the ring. He wants to find out why Nash did what he did. Nash explains, it's simple. It was just business. Dario made him an offer he couldn't refuse. But since he's out here, and since he's talking business with the COO, how about Triple H brings him back on the active roster? Nash is a former WWE champion who could be the centerpiece of Triple H's new and improved WWE. Triple H turns him down. He says, yes, they're friends, but he has to do what's best for business. And Kevin Nash coming back to the WWE is not best for business. Nash shakes his head and he tells his friend that Triple H is going to regret that decision. John Cena decides he doesn't want to wait until Night of Champions to get his hands on Del Rio and cashes in his rematch in the main event. Just when Cena has Del Rio up for an attitude adjustment, Kevin Nash attacks him. The match is thrown out, but the two heels beat down on Cena until Triple H comes out with security. The heels escape through the crowd. We've continued to establish this relationship between Del Rio and Nash. But just the two of them, just business. We're laying the seeds for something, but right now it's just the two of them. The next week, now that John Cena has used up his title opportunity, Triple H sets up a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship at Night of Champions. Del Rio spends the whole show riling up the heels on Raw to take out Cena. This is very similar to how it actually played out, where Alberto Del Rio on that night in real life was just trying to get the heels to attack Cena to soften him up. We're going to do that, but we're going to use it to set up the Battle Royal so it explains why all these heels and John Cena are in the ring together. For the Battle Royal, the ring fills up with superstars. When John Cena's music hits, nobody comes out. It hits again, and Cena limps to the ring. We're going to kind of imply that he got attacked backstage, possibly by Kevin Nash. As soon as he gets in the ring, the heels immediately attack him. But because of the Battle Royal, there are other faces in the match who kind of step in and eliminate some of the heels. And in the end, John Cena wins the Battle Royal and is crowned the number one contender. The next week, the show opens with John Cena calling out Triple H. He wants to know why Kevin Nash keeps getting involved if he is not on the roster. He tells Triple H to hire Nash and give him a match with Nash the main event that night. But Triple H refuses. 
he still will not hire Kevin Nash. At Night of Champions, the main event sees John Cena go one-on-one with Alberto Del Rio for the championship. Because Kevin Nash keeps getting involved, this is the match that we're going to see Triple H be the special referee for. In real life, he was the referee for John Cena versus CM Punk at SummerSlam. In our version, he is the referee for Cena versus Del Rio at Night of Champions. Earlier in the night, we're going to see The Miz and R-Truth as Awesome Truth challenge for the WWE Tag Team Championships and lose because they determined the referee made some bad decisions. Just like in real life, they're going to attack the referee. They're going to be rather rebellious. In the main event, while Triple H is looking out for Kevin Nash, we're going to have a moment where Miz and R-Truth come out. One is going to distract Triple H while the other one attacks. All of this is going to set it up so that it looks like John Cena is going to lose. But we're actually going to have John Cena win the WWE Championship again because Triple H is going to help him eliminate all of this interference. Even though John Cena had a problem with Triple H on Raw, butting heads a little bit, we want to establish that there's a working business relationship there. They don't necessarily like each other, but as the face of WWE and the COO of WWE, there's at least a respect. They're willing to work together. The show ends, Triple H raising John Cena's hand. John Cena is the new WWE Champion. The next night on Raw, we're going to play it out just like we did in real life. Triple H is going to fire Miz and R-Truth. So now, on the outside looking in, unemployed, we have Kevin Nash, Miz, and R-Truth. Unfortunately, Del Rio, as the former champion, does get a rematch. So Triple H is going to book the rematch inside Hell in a Cell. He's going to say, now that everyone has gone, there should not be any outside interference, but just in case, these two will face off in the cell to make sure that nothing happens. He doesn't want anyone getting into that match. At the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, in that main event match, we have Cena, we have Del Rio. They're facing off. Everything is going well. Kevin Nash has music hits, which just so happens to be the NWO theme song. But no one comes out. Cena, however, does get distracted enough where he's looking at the stage. Out from under the ring, Miz and R-Truth sneak in wearing all black. They have black ski masks, black hoodies, black jeans, black boots. They beat down Cena. We're going to imply that it's R-Truth and Miz by the moves they're doing, but we don't actually reveal it yet. They help Alberto Del Rio pick up the one, two, three, and as soon as the referee's hand hits the mat for the third time, one, two, three, the attackers are gonna pounce on the ref. They're then gonna go and they're gonna beat up the cameraman. By this time, Triple H has come out with a couple of other officials. We're not gonna do the whole big roster thing, but we're gonna have Triple H and some officials. We're gonna have the attackers help Alberto Del Rio get John Cena in a vulnerable state. Then, one of them is going to go grab a can of spray paint. And on John Cena's back, they're going to spray paint the letters N-W-O. The show ends with the three men escaping the cell as soon as it starts to be raised. Because Triple H is going to be so focused on getting medical attention for Cena, he's not going to chase after these guys. The next night on Raw... Alberto Del Rio is going to come out. He technically does work for the WWE. He is now the current champion. And he comes out with David Otunga. David Otunga, during this period, was kind of in the mid-card, but he was pushing this lawyer gimmick. We're going to have him come out with a lawsuit against Triple H for unlawful termination of The Miz and R-Truth. Those guys are going to come out through the crowd. And John Laurinaitis is going to come out. 
and he is going to say in the best interest of the WWE to protect it from this lawsuit, he is going to re-sign both of them. Alberto Del Rio, Miz, and R-Truth all celebrate in the ring. At this point, David Otunga is very happy he did his job, but the three men are going to attack him. We want to establish these guys as vicious heels. We want them to be willing to go after faces and heels alike. We don't want them playing favorites. So they're going to take out David Otunga. John Laurinaitis is going to make his escape though. Now we have these three guys. They all have contracts. Triple H is pissed. But he gets a phone call from the board of directors that John Laurinaitis acted in his right as the head of talent relations to hire those men back. And the board of directors does not want Triple H firing Miz and R-Truth again because they're worried about the lawsuit. Triple H says, fine, you guys want to get together? We're going to have a three-on-two handicap match at Vengeance. Alberto Del Rio laughs it off. He says, three-on-two? Who says it's only three of us? The show ends. They're all very happy. When we eventually get to Vengeance, we're going to have a mystery. Who is the extra man in the NWO? In the background, simmering over all these months, we're going to keep having people reference CM Punk. We're going to have Miz and R-Truth cut promos when they're first being more rebellious, saying CM Punk was right. Triple H can't run this company. When Kevin Nash comes back, he's going to make reference to it. When Triple H wouldn't hire him, he says, that Punk guy may have been onto something about you. So in the background of the storyline, we do still have Punk. John Laurinaitis announces that he has a brand new contract for a former WWE champion to make his return at Vengeance. Everyone is going to be connecting it. Oh, Kevin Nash is going to come back. He's going to join with this version of the NWO. However, when John Laurinaitis comes out with a new contract, CM Punk is going to come out and he's going to snatch the contract out of John Laurinaitis' hands and he's going to sign. So that is how we get CM Punk returning. The fans are going to be going crazy theoretically, but we still don't know who he's siding with. When they come out for the main event, we've got Ms. Truth Del Rio. They're all pissed because obviously they thought Kevin Nash was going to be signing. When Triple H and John Cena come out, they're joined by CM Punk. It becomes a three-on-three, -three, a six-man tag. John Cena has someone locked in the STF, while CM Punk locks in the Anaconda Vice on another. At the same time, while multiple submissions are being locked in, we're going to get mutual tap-outs, and the faces are going to win. That leads to the next night on Raw. We have Kevin Nash attack Triple H from behind. We're going to do the exact same thing that they did in real life, where as they're loading Triple H onto the ambulance, Kevin Nash stops it and hits him right in the head with the sledgehammer. That's going to get Kevin Nash back in. With Triple H gone now, John Laurinaitis signs up a new contract, and that's the one Kevin Nash signs. So now the NWO is going to be four strong. It's going to be Del Rio, Miz, R-Truth, and Kevin Nash. They're going to have the WWE Championship. And at some point, I would also have Miz and R-Truth win the tag team titles. We want to really establish that this is a dominant group. For Survivor Series, Alberto Del Rio unfortunately has to defend the WWE Championship against CM Punk. Part of that contract that Punk signed was a guaranteed title opportunity. Now we can still have CM Punk win the WWE Championship at Survivor Series and begin that historic reign that he had in real life. What it's also going to do is because we brought him back so much later, we avoided those earlier losses, and so he still has all of this momentum. Del Rio is dealing with that. Nash claims that he dealt with Triple H, so that means that our truth and Miz have to deal with John Cena. 
That's what leads to them having The Rock come back, team with Cena, big match. However, John Laurinaitis, right before it, announces it will not be a title match. This protects them a bit. And then the next night on Raw, instead of having Miz take out R-Truth because they lost, we're going to have Triple H make his return and take out R-Truth. R-Truth in real life was going to be suspended. That's why they wrote him off TV. In our version, it gives Triple H some of that momentum, so when he comes back to face Nash, he's at least eliminated a member of the NWO. It also explains why Laurinaitis books Miz and Del Rio in the Triple Threat with Punk to try to bring the title back to the NWO. Coming out of TLC, Triple H takes Kevin Nash out in an ambulance match instead of the ladder match they had in real life, because it makes more sense based on the nature of Kevin Nash's attack. In the main event, CM Punk retains the WWE title in that Triple Threat match against Del Rio and Miz, keeping the title out of the NWO's clutches. The next night, we kind of build up to, is Triple H going to get rid of John Laurinaitis? Unfortunately, he can't because the board of directors overrules him. Even though Laurinaitis was making matches that benefited the NWO, there was no actual evidence of collusion. It's not like Eric Bischoff, who was actively walking around as a member of the NWO in WCW. That leaves Laurinaitis in power, feuding with Punk trying to get the belt off him, just like in real life. It gets Del Rio and Miz kind of looking forward to the Royal Rumble. It writes Kevin Nash off. Triple H now will take a step back because Laurinaitis is running Raw. That will allow Triple H to face The Undertaker still at Mania. And John Cena will have teamed with The Rock. And we can get on with that regular storyline. So everything in our version gets tied up very tidy, heading into 2012, back the way it was. However, we eliminated a lot of the randomness and the loose ends. All those different storyline threads have come together to bring back the NWO. By it being united, you can actually go into 2012, and they could represent John Laurinaitis for WrestleMania against Teddy Long's team, and you could have the NWO give us people power. So, that's how we book the Summer of Punk. What did you think? Please join us on Facebook and Twitter, and give us your thoughts. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. Thank you.